Cub fans, and welcome to a, another edition of Cubs on Tap. I am your host tonight, Mr. Ronald Lewis has the night off. I'm here with Nick on Tap, Nick underscore on Tap on the X app. X gonna give it to you. X gonna give it to you. Cubs fall 6-4 tonight. But we at least got to see some great defense out of the PCA out there. And there's a few maybe hidden um, silver linings. But first... Nick, how you doing tonight, buddy? It's been a long time since I've been on mic with you. Yeah, it has, man. Uh, I'm doing good, you know, all things said. Uh, it was a flat effort tonight. It was pretty disappointing. Um, but like you said, there was a couple maybe bright spots, you want to say. But, you know, we'll get into that. But it's good to get back on the mic with you, man. Yeah, Cubs fall 6-4 tonight. Make sure you're jumping into the comments to share your thoughts, we have thoughts on tonight's game. Cubs fall 6-4. Javier Assad gets to start tonight. Obviously, clearly didn't have it. First one in a while where Javier looked uh, super, super bad. Um, a lot of soft contact out there, I thought. Uh, not the best uh, luck night or the baseball gods really didn't bless the Cubs per se. Um, but, Nick, what was your overall thought on the game? What did you think was uh, – some silver linings to what happened tonight. Yeah, for sure. Like you said, balls just weren't finding holes. The luck just wasn't on our side. Um, but good teams can overcome those types of things. And it just looked like, like I said, that the uh, they came out a little flat. Now with Assad, he definitely struggled. That set the wrong kind of you know tone moving forward through the rest of the game. But it's good to see Saya continue to stay on that hot streak, even though you know you got other guys that are they're slumping right now. But um, it's Colorado. I want to see more runs on the freaking board, man. I mean, take advantage of it. It's Colorado. It's the Rockies. What are we doing at this time of the baseball season? Take advantage of these uh, games, and so I'm I'm pretty disappointed uh, overall. Uh, but you know, there's. There's bright spots. The PCA plays were really freaking awesome. And twice the pitcher was tipping the hat out there. So that was pretty cool to see. Um, and then he did get that RBI, which probably would have gone right up the middle had it not bounced off the pitcher's leg. So, you know, good things to see, uh, exciting things. But for right now in this this race, this competitive playoff race, this was a very bad night for the Cubs because this is one on paper that you need and should have had. Yeah, in a night that you could uh, chalk up as ground gained on the Phillies, but they missed an opportunity. Uh, Brad Mason in the comments here, PCA, that is all. Yeah, he was great tonight um, defensively. Yeah, like you said, the uh, hit maybe he goes up the middle, doesn't hit the pitcher's leg. Uh, Ron Luce in here as well. Uh, PCA defense makes me feel Type some type of way. Me too, man. Me too. I watched a lot of uh, South Bend Cubs games over the course of my life, and uh, yeah, it's uh, interesting to watch him uh, him do these things at the major league level. I'll say this: it's one of those things that I am not surprised when I watch him play. I don't know if that's a uh, fact that you know I watched so many games of him in my backyard here, and had the opportunity to see him make one of those plays a week. Um, but, yeah, it's it's one of those situations where I'm not surprised when he runs down a ball in the gap because you just see him all the time. Uh, just a quick few comments, but I want your thoughts on PCA in just a second. But, Melissa, 
uh, Twitter comments are disabled. Yeah, yeah, they are, unfortunately. Um, but you can head over to our YouTube at ontapsportsnet.com uh, or ontapsportsnet on YouTube. Uh, make sure you hit that bell notification. You can join in the conversation. Um, Madrigal was safe, in my opinion. Um, yeah, I thought it was yes. close. I thought that that was a turning point in the game, too. I thought that was one of those moments where maybe you don't take the extra base third. How do you feel about that? Hundred percent. No, no, no. Hundred. I'm glad you said it. Hundred percent. You don't do that. You don't make the out at third. It's very basic baseball. And I wanted to get into. I feel like they're being a little too aggressive. Like there's points in which you feel like you're being a little too aggressive. But for some reason, these replay reviews are not going our way at all. It just felt like. We are not getting the benefit of the doubt on these replays. Me and Joey were talking about it the other day. Maybe we need more angles to feel better about this. But the fact is, I thought he was also safe and that it was a good challenge. But don't don't take that base in that moment. I think there was no outs. So that's just that's poor right there, especially when you need runs and you need runners. So. Yeah, I usually like the aggressive play out there. I, I do enjoy when you can stretch it a little bit, but uh, Bowie had an inexcusable one, I thought, early on in the game, running into and out at second base as well. The base running has kind of been a running theme, I thought, over the course of the last couple, uh, uh, I'd say week or two, and maybe much of the season as well. There's been little blips, but I'll say this, the Cubs are at least aggressive. Uh, no PCA got thrown out at second as well. Um, but I think I want to like comb this conversation in just a little bit, start with Javier Saad. Didn't have it. Overall, I thought that the Cubs pitching rotation, they actually had the graph on marquee as well, showing how great they had been over the course of the last, you know, handful of starts. I think dating back almost like 14, 15 starts. The Cubs starting pitchers have been fairly decent uh, overall. Um Javier didn't have it tonight. thought he battled. I thought he got a little unlucky. The Chris Bryant double, I thought, was one of those, uh, excuse me, swings. One of those things that uh, it happens, right? It's it's just a seeing-eye little flare that finds grass. And then he had a home run later. So Chris Bryant is, yep. kills his own team tonight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's oh, definitely baseball. Yeah, his former yeah, his former team. Yeah, it's definitely baseball though. Like you said, um as soon as I saw that ball go up, I'm like that that's dropping in. That's two runs right there. It's just you know it. Uh the the narratives just write themselves with baseball. That's why I love it. So you're right, Chris Bryant, he he did uh beat up on us a little bit, but we should be able to overcome those things, but you know, Javier Saad, he did come on a little flat, but I thought that he battled like you said and battled well to not fall apart. And in an environment like that, with that altitude, you can end up, you know, giving up a lot more and things can go downhill very quickly. So I thought for the most part, he maintained his composure. Ross pulled him, you know, right when he needed to. Uh, I thought that that was a good move there. And then guys aren't always going to have it. You got to be picked up, especially in Colorado. You know, I'm a, I, I'm a big believer in that. You need to put up a lot of runs in Colorado because, you know, you, you're getting that opportunity. So. It's unfortunate. It really is. Yeah, a lot of great comments in here, Nick. I'll say that. The uh, the audience tonight is uh, really dropping in, doing a great job. Keep them coming because it, it helps direct the show. I'm going to show Darren's first. Uh, Ross skipped Little League 
as a kid, went straight to pony ball. So I never learned the simple basics of base running. I think it's a funny comment. It's got one of those. Good conspiracy uh, right there. I, I like that. Yeah, it's got one of those comment of the night kind of feelings to it, for, yeah. at least for me. Um, Robert in here, too. It's not easy to lose to Colorado. You got two missed horrible pitches by five-plus ERA garbage pitchers. Yeah, yeah, tonight was uh, the matchup was in the Cubs' favor, 100%. Um, you know, they throw, uh, they throw a guy with a seven ERA out there. You feel like you should be able to uh, take advantage. The problem was that the Cubs made a lot of base-running bonehead plays out there that potentially in a ballpark that is that susceptible to giving up runs and home runs in particular, you just can't do. I feel like in – I think Sonny said it on the broadcast. He said, I think the Cubs almost gave away large rallies in this game by not being smart on the base paths. 100%. And it's a team, we've said it so many times, they cannot afford to do those things. This is a team that has to do every single thing right for things to go well and for them to get, uh, you know, these W's. And it's tough because they've always been somewhat consistent with that. And it seems like just recently, um, I don't know what it is with these base running blunders. And, you know, there's been a couple like egregious errors where it kind of gets a little concerning. Uh, They can't get they can't be that they can't even be remotely close to that. They have to be playing very clean baseball every single night uh, to keep themselves in this race. And it's tight. It's going to be tight all the way to the end. So these games really matter. Every pitch matters. Every moment matters. So, I mean, as it gets closer and closer, it's going to matter even more. So these are nights that you're going to look back and go, that's a missed opportunity for sure. Yeah, I. it's a fine line, right? Especially now I feel like these games are magnified even more than they were a long time, you know, going back to – these, these games feel so much bigger. I was talking with Ron on, on this show, I think a couple shows ago, and I had said, you know, I think that this is some of the most meaningful baseball we've seen since 2019. And to go back to those games, like, momentum means a lot, too. You know, keeping teams that are going to find ways to lose is, is something that I think you need to do. you got to keep pushing the limit. I, I do love the aggressiveness. But it's it's also too it's it's being in control, and there's there's an issue I had with in that ballpark. You just never know what can happen. It's almost like last night too with with PCA getting a bunt down. I don't. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. I get it. It's his first game and trying to move the runner. A lot of situations come into that, but they. I just hate giving up outs in that ballpark it's just not something that i as a manager would manage towards who knows maybe it's one in the gap or he floats one in and the next guy hits a home run it's a crooked number and then you don't have to sweat through the ninth like they did last night but yeah just a lot of frustrating things about today's baseball game of course milwaukee wins so uh, i think the cubs are now four back if i'm not mistaken but some great comments in here um I'm going to go back even further um, in a couple of these. Hold on. Let me find it because 
That's how many comments are in here. Scotty, our boy. Um, Madrigal needs to go ahead first to be safe. Yes, I agree with that. I, I thought that was when I saw that play. If, if you do want to be safe on that play, uh, you got to be able to get your hands in there before, you know, the, the, uh, but also too, he's, who knows? He's short. Um, Melissa in here, Puencia should consider taking some speed off his pitches. Puencia is a guy who worries me very much. I'll say that. Uh, he's either really good or he's really bad. He walks a lot of guys. And that's a problem. Uh, he would not be in my circle of trust. Uh, he'd have to really earn his way. And I don't know how you feel about that. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, I'm a little disappointed because like, I thought that a, couple, a few weeks ago I, I was really high on him. I was feeling good, but like you said, he walks too many guys to be in that high leverage type of role. I don't want to see guys like that in that role because, you know, walks will kill you. They would, they just, they really will. So when you have a guy with no control, it just, it starts out the inning bad, bad momentum and things. Then you have to go to another guy, bring them into a dirty inning. So, you know, it's, it's better off to keep those high leverage guys, I think with leader, you know, and, and I, I think Julian Mayweather is a name that I I've been, you know, comfortable with for sure. So leave it to those guys, but you know, yeah. It, I think the biggest problem is Edward Elzelay right now on, on the injured list. You know, that's it, it really moves everything around in that bullpen. Uh, you're really counting on some guys who have some shaky track records. Uh, and that's something that uh, is not what you want going into a stretch run here. And, yeah, uh, another great comment here. Melissa killing it tonight. Um, I also think pitching in Colorado makes it harder. Yes, 1,000%. Uh, much like the Bears, uh, where wide receivers go to die, Colorado is where pitchers go to die, uh, 100%. Um, great comment here by Robert. Also, love Sutcliffe. He gets as bad as me. He calls out the players. I love it. Me too, man. Me too. I, I I love. There's just something about him, man. That, that red ass about himself, right? That's like I don't care what I say. I do this part time. I do the West Coast games, and I'm gonna tell it like it is, man. I, I I do. I enjoy that. I don't know if you enjoyed the broadcast tonight. There's a lot of talk about that on Twitter or the X app. X don't give it to you, as I usually say on this show. But there's a lot of talk about uh, Hugh. Uh, Pat Hughes and uh, yep. Sutcliffe being the the battering mate today, battering mates today. Sorry, can't talk. Been on these airwaves all day today. I don't know if you noticed. I was on Bears on Tap earlier today, and that's painful uh, tonight. As well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean the the thing is with that it. I mean, it, it's tough, you know, because overall. I think ultimately, like, they're going to get there, but, you know. Yeah, yeah. That, sorry. thought you froze there, Nick. Um, yeah, I think my <laughs> Wi-Fi is in and out here. I got a I, message. It said, poor connection. I'm like, oh, Jesus, this is going to drop out <laughs> on me now. I Sometimes. think I'm good now. I think it just came back. It just like I was like, "What the heck?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're good, buddy. Go ahead, finish your thought. 
Oh yeah. I'm sorry. What was your, what were you saying before? No, I was just talking about the about the game tonight, and then just kind of talking about. There's we'll draw. We'll go to some comments here. We're a little bit off of the rails after <laughs> your uh, good old Wi-Fi gods came in and yeah, threw right. us uh, back to the comments. Scott, uh, why pitch hit for Gomes? He's been the number one clutch guy on this team all season. Yeah, uh, I know there's a lot of Ross hate out there. There is. Um, a lot of questionable movements. That one I can't answer. It's one of those that I sit here and and yeah, I would have I would have definitely uh, I would have pitched. I want to hit Gomes there. Uh, it's it's one of those one of those things that I, uh, I I he's been great. Why why try to you know overthink all this? I don't know how you feel about yeah. any of that. That's yeah that that one's really hard to defend. You want to go with the hot bat there. Gomes has been the most clutch hitter, especially as of recently, like very recently. He's been completely clutch. So to go away from the hot bat there, there's just really no way to def- I don't I don't see where that was a move that was going to benefit in any type of way over having Gomes up there cuz Gomes has been very solid and he's been a guy that will give you that clutch hit that was, it was a perfect opportunity for us. So I also was kind of scratching my head at that one for sure. Yeah, Nick, i got to ask you, and, and this kind of goes back to the bullpen. I know we're kind of jumping around. I'm, I'm having a, a little experimental movement with this show tonight, uh, less structured, more conversation. Nick, if you were creating a circle of trust in your bullpen right now and you have the list of names that are out there, there's no Elsaway, there's former was – Obviously, probably not available tonight. Who's in that circle of trust, man? It's it's brutal, right? It's it's one oh, of those yeah. conversations I started having in in the group chat, and yeah, just not something that I'm uh, I'm excited about when I say those names because it's a short list. Is it the is. problem maybe three people? Yeah, and and you know, I was thinking last night, Drew Smiley, he could he looks like he could be a piece out of the bullpen, and we'll see if he can get there. Um, but yeah, it's it's a real short list, man. Leader, obviously, for sure. Um, Mayweather, I definitely trust. It's just like, you know, who who else do you turn to in the in those moments? And it was always I loved the piggyback from leader to advert, it was perfect. And I think you're right. It has really thrown it for a loop having Azalea down now. Because what do you do? Like, how do you cover those innings when you need more leverage than what you have in a bullpen that can cover that leverage? So I don't, I don't really know, man. It's like that short leader, Merriweather. And I hope Smiley starts to work his way into the conversation, but I don't know. But it, it was interesting to see him come out of the bullpen and be dominant. Yeah. And, and that's why they lose games like tonight, right? Because you can cover it up when your starter can go six, seven, you know, eight innings every now and then, you know, when they're getting these Justin Steele kind of starts. But the problem is, is that when he leaves after four, you, you got to piece yourself all the way to the end. It's, it's interesting to see what, you know, comes out of that pen. And it's not in the Cubs' favor right now. It's, it's with all the injuries, it's really not. Yeah, and I just saw in the comments there, Quas. Quas is very interesting because his numbers are a little deceiving. Uh, he has a lot of luck within him, um, but he's he can be wild at times. So I think he's someone that is closer than others to getting in the circle of trust. But 
I don't know if you feel like you're personally there yet, but I'm just not fully there to bring him in in a really high leverage spot where if he puts one or two guys on, we saw that in a tight game, then, you know, problems can happen. So I'm not fully there quite yet with Quas. Uh, real quick to the comments, going to answer a question from filmmaker 12. Didn't catch tonight's game. Saw the final score. How the fuck did the Cubs lose this game? Well, filmmaker 12 uh, ran into some outs. They got a two run early. Er, uh, quick early, some soft base hits from the Rockies in that big ballpark, followed by a Chris Bryant homer. They added on an insurance run, and the Cubs just couldn't muster anything up against pitchers with five-plus ERAs tonight. That's pretty much the synopsis of tonight's game. Um, one other funny comment in here from our boy Hank, Rockies catcher, Elias Diaz holding the ball. At every pitch, six to eight inches off the plate, then he added in later, um, umpire, hold on one second. The umpire called it a ball. Dude, move on. Facts. Total facts. Uh, Duncan, it's, it's, uh, it, it annoyed me a little bit tonight, too. I will say this. I very much enjoyed watching the Cubs game tonight, though, and that's because of the comment earlier here. Rick Cyclops, man. What a, what a beauty. What an absolute beauty. Yes, 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 exactly. And, and and I was so excited as well to hear that Pat Hughes was going to be on there tonight as well because I was like, I know I get to listen, watch the full game. I get to sit on the couch, relax. I want to hear Pat, and I don't have to be in my car. And that's a beautiful thing because Pat is an amazing – I've been listening to him since I was a little kid, and I'm sure you know, you've been listening to him for a long time as well. So – it's cool to see him on and with Rick. It's an interesting little dynamic duo they got there. But like you said earlier, Rick Sutcliffe, he's just really natural. And that's what he doesn't feel like a guy up there, you know, trying to just be the same old vanilla analyst. He says exactly how it is. And he kind of gives you that fan fire that makes you go, yeah, there's that passion that I want personally from the booth. I like that. I don't know about you, but I like when – the booth gives a little bit of, you know, home team kind of fire and fury because, you know, it's, you listen to them a hard, like a long time. So it's, you want, you want their, uh, their fire behind it. You don't just want them going to their job and just doing things because they have to do it. Yeah, no, I think, I think Sonny brings an interesting uh, dynamic to the ballpark and into the broadcast. Uh, and obviously Pat Hughes is, is a legend. Living legend, uh, one of the most famous voices in sports today. Um, Nick, were there any positives from tonight's game? And if there were, I, first of all, there were there was a positive. Sorry, we were missing a topic that I had written down here. PCA, I want your initial reaction on his debut, his first start, not his debut, but clearly his full first full game out there in center field. Made a couple dazzling plays, um, and then obviously had the RBI. But I do want your uh, Peter Armstrong takes from tonight. Yeah, I'm super excited about him. You know, obviously he just came up. Um, this is was his first full game. He really flashed the leather out there, man. That was awesome to see. Uh, obviously, we're we're used to some great center field play this year, but that was really cool to see. Um, and to be that composed. Um, in that moment and make that those two catches were, were really a great thing. Um, obviously the plate, you know, he, I think he went over tonight, but he did have that RBI. Um, so I, I'm just excited to see what he's going to do. 
I think Ross had mentioned, you know, they're not going to be developing players or something along those lines. Um, obviously, this is about winning and winning right now if you're going to be in it. Um, but I'm excited to see what he comes up and he already looks pretty comfortable, like I said, with those catches out there and to just be composed like that in a big league stadium and a big league, you know, start like that. It was really cool to see. So I'm excited. Yeah, I mean, I mentioned earlier on in the show, it just doesn't surprise me. As a guy who watched him in South Bend play defense, I knew he would come to this this uh, this ballpark and, and show what he's made of. He's going to be one of those guys. And I was actually chatting back and forth with my best friend who, big Cub fan, uh, one of those guys that we, we chat baseball pretty often, and had mentioned that I think Pete Crow Armstrong has that type of 10-plus gold glove type of, of player. There's not very many who have done it in center field and one ten plus. Hopefully the bat develops at a rate where he'll play enough games to qualify. Um, I will say this, that he, obviously he's, he's still searching for that first major league hit, but um, his bat's very raw. I think that there's a lot to, to work on with that. He's never going to kill you defensively and he can steal some bases. Uh, he's got a lot of speed, but yeah, he's, he's going to have to uh, be more selective at the plate and make sure that, like, when there's when there's balls down the middle that he's taking advantage of it because that's – he's he's really – he's got a lot of power, but he, I really want him to turn into that gap-to-gap kind of hitter. He's got a lot, of, a lot of isolated power, but I would just love to see him, you know, develop into a, a gap guy. Because, I mean, his doubles are triples at that point. So, but, Nick, uh, I think we're getting to the point in this show at the 25-minute, it was a little bit over the 25-minute mark, but we're going to kind of transition out of tonight's game to first and make sure that you get your final thoughts on tonight's game. The floor is yours, my friend. Yeah, my final thoughts are there was a lot more uh, that I thought could have been there. Uh, offensively, obviously. Uh, Pitching-wise, I'm, I'm a little nervous with the bullpen for sure. Uh, this game did not help calm those nerves. Um, but we're going to keep moving on, and hopefully things improve. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not the situation they want to be in. I'll say that. Uh, you're kind of hoping to take all three of these against the Rockies team that essentially – with a couple weeks left, is just trying to get to the end. I bet you those guys in that that dugout have already booked their travel plans for the offseason, are looking forward to some rest and recuperation on their end. Before we transition into tomorrow's pregame show, or tonight's you know pregame for tomorrow, a um, couple comments, some fun ones. Uh, first, from Hank. Sutcliffe is my drunk uncle. Two to three drinks, funny and chill. Five to seven, breaking lamps and swearing at the dog. Yeah, I've been there. Uh, sorry to say it. I just became an uncle uh, as of recently, and you are describing me, my friend, uh, as of tonight, too. I'll, I'll tell you that. I had uh, some moments where I saved some glasses. I'll say that from going through my wall. I want to make sure I get my security deposit back when I do move out of this place. Um, Scott adding on to that, Sut gives Harry vibes. Love every game he calls. Me too, man. Me too. Um, and let's get into maybe some analytical stuff from Scott here. 
tonight's defensive lineup is the best defense the major league baseball has ever had. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's an argument to be made there. Uh, that's the strongest up the middle. I think I've maybe ever seen a Cubs team, uh, defensively. And so, yeah, yeah, that's, uh, it's an interesting, uh, it's interesting thought. Um, and just to add in two more here before we move on to the, uh, if the Cubs choke and don't make the playoff playoffs, David loss is out and Girardi is in, um, David Ross, I don't know. Girardi, I'm out on. I'm just not a I'm not a Girardi guy. Uh, wasn't with when he was with the uh, the Indians either. And uh, adding adding just another one in here from Darren. Difference between the Cub and the Brewers, Craig Council and David Ross with the managers and the records flip. Maybe, maybe, yeah. Uh, there's there's some conversation to be had here. I think uh, there's very few managers in the MLB. That are uh, difference makers per se. You know, I mean, there's there's maybe a couple you can name in there, and uh, Craig Council does a lot with a little. He does. He really does. Um, but moving on, tomorrow's game uh, getaway day for the Cubs. Third game, the rubber match. The Cubs will play at two ten p.m. Central Time. Uh, Jameson Tyone taking the ball tomorrow for the Chicago Cubs, and Ty Black will take the ball for the Colorado Rockies. Not the situation you draw up, right, where you're uh, in a ballpark that is susceptible to home runs, and the guy who's given up the most home runs on your staff is taking the ball tomorrow. Nick, what do the Cubs got to do to win this baseball game? Not give up home runs. Also, <laughs> hit home runs as well. So don't give up home runs, hit home runs. I personally... I'm going to be holding my breath when Jamison Tyone's out there um, because I'm just a little, you know, a little nervous as what you just mentioned uh, is the reason why. Um, But I really hope that it doesn't matter what he does and that the Cubs offense just says, you know what? It's okay. We're just going to go put 10 or 12 up there. It's going to be an easy day today because you can, you can in Colorado. It's very easy to do. So you got to just go out there and and uh, pick up this pitching staff because it seems like pitching staff's wavering a little bit, and I think the offense is the best bet to save them. Yeah, I, I hope that's the case. Uh, I'm also hoping that Jameson can build off of his start on the eighth where he went six innings and only gave up one hit and struck out nine. That, I think, is something that he can go into this baseball game with at least a little bit of momentum. Maybe that helps propel him into uh, at least a five and two thirds. He's got to get through at least five tomorrow and and keep the keep the runs off the board as long as he can. Uh, but it'd be nice to see the Cubs bring the getaway bats prior to an off day and just just bolt race the uh, the Colorado Rockies. It'd be great to not use any high leverage arms prior to the off day. So you've essentially at that point built in two off days and uh, with a three game set and then an off day and then the pirates, it's almost like it buys you some more time to get healthy over the course of this next couple uh, five day stretch here. Six, well, six days, if you're including the game tomorrow, um, there will be two off days and four baseball games only. So that's, that's kind of nice. 
one of those things that uh, you think the schedule gods for um, in this point of the season. Nick, before we get out of here, fly the W player of the game for me uh, and just go through these comment sections and pick your favorite just for a second. Because <laughs> I'll tell you what, man, we got some of the best. Let me just say this. We got some of the best Pretty listeners. Great, and, yeah, and, and the comment section tonight, since we've been doing this show, and mind you, folks, we've been doing the show for almost five years now. How great is this? Um, this is maybe the most electric comment section I've, we've had on the show ever. Maybe ever. This is great. Yeah, this is great. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of arguing back and forth, a lot of fun. Um, but, yeah, fly the W player of the game. I'm going to go uh, with Seiya Suzuki. Uh, he's going to continue to be hot, and hopefully he can just carry this one and make it easy. I love that. I love that Seiya pick. He's been hot. Um, I I do want to ask you this before we get out of here. It's just tinfoil hat here. You think it's safe to put him in the three-hole? Move Hap out of there, maybe move Hap into his spot, flip the two? Yeah, I think that's definitely something you could you could think about doing. I, they're never going to do it, but yeah, <laughs> I think I think he's gotten. Say has really gotten to the point where he could be comfortable at any place you put him because I think he found his mojo is what it seems like consistently that he has his mojo back, and I'm very happy about that. So I consistently go with him as my fly the W player. <laughs> I love it. I I think this is my favorite comment of tonight, uh, Robert. Here, the Brewers. Would be ten under if David Loss was was their manager. <laughs> just just tinfoil hat here. The Cubs should send if this is the case. I know some people feel this way. The Cubs should send David Ross over there for the final two weeks of the season here, and we'll see where we end up here. What do you think? Yeah, I mean it's like a waste swap, manager swap. Here we go. <laughs> do a manager swap show. And Darren just throwing gas, pun intended. Good show, guys, but I'm out. Too many gas station tacos. Got to go take it, Ross. Man. That's my kind of the night. There's a lot of David Ross hate tonight. I'll say that. There's a lot of David Ross hate. I will say this in his defense. It's a difficult uh, ocean to navigate right now with the injuries out of the bullpen, and I'll say this, it's probably already very difficult to manage in that ballpark in general. I, I wouldn't want to be there. It seems like there's no run amount that is ever safe, right, when you go in there. Um, but hopefully the Cubs go in there, win tomorrow, win two out of three, and we can um, move on and then welcome, you know, head out to uh, – Arizona and take hopefully all three of those. How awesome would that be? It'd be it'd be great. And I think uh, Pat had mentioned it on the broadcast. They'll miss um, Gallon because he pitches tomorrow, and I think they miss Merrill Kelly or Merrill Kelly too. So um, that's two pluses. We'll take that. Absolutely, but. When we get out of here right now, just want to let you guys know this was great tonight. Thank you for everybody for listening. Thank you for jumping in the comments. 
Cubs on Tap is presented by On Tap Sportsnet. We are one of two Chicago Cubs podcasts on this network. Make sure you're heading over to the Dinger Boys on Monday, checking them out. They do a great job on Monday doing an all-encompassing show about what's going on weekly. They do a great job of breaking down and giving their thoughts regarding what is best for the Cubs. Make sure you're heading over to them at the Dinger Boys and checking them out. Bulls, Bears, oh, gross. Uh, Hawks about to get started. Bulls about to get started. And, Nick, we know it. You know it. Everyone knows it. Everyone's got them. Those White Sox fans, too, man. They had a doubleheader today. I think they split it. But who cares because their season is over and they are in the Chris Gets era. <laughs> but have, make sure you're sending all your friends the Sox on tap. They're doing a great job of breaking it down, doing a great job of being real. Uh, I think that's something that is falling on the wayside in sports media these days. And the Untapped Sports Network tries its best to be the fan and for the fan. Make sure you're heading over to www.ontapsportsnet.com for all your sports and literature needs. And you can find us, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, you name it, wherever you find your podcasts, we are there. Check out the ONTAP Sports Network and become a Crack'em crew. Nick, these are always fun, man. I love getting on these. Unfortunately, it's not the outcome that we wished for. Cubs drop the second game of the series 6-4. But tomorrow is always another day. And the great thing about tomorrow, Nick, is it's another day. It's another Cubs game. And we will be here to recap it after. I think it's myself and Ron Luce. In the chairs tomorrow to talk about whatever happens in tomorrow's ball game and recap the series and preview the Arizona Diamondback series, which will be one huge one this weekend. Thank you guys for dropping in the comments one more time. Uh, Darren, Cubs on tap, the best. And we're going to get out of here in the only way we know how. And, Nick, that is? Fuck the Cardinals. Let's go Cubbies. <laughs>